get it. What up, y'all? This is Reese. This is Toya. And we are The Other Half, a podcast by a couple speaking about a couple of things. shoes or somebody I know who they remind me of, 
imagine it's them, and then I, it lingers in my mind. And so with what's been happening lately, a lot of like a lot of that stuff I've had to soak, I've soaked in, and I've internalized, and it got and had me to a point to where I was laying in mommy and daddy's room in the bed, just laying, and. Not that I don't need that information, not that I don't need to know what's going on, but it, it's, you have to learn to control, protect your mental, protect your mind, protect, you know, like your mental state. And so that's what I mean when I say mental. Um, so social media and everything took a toll on my mental. It had me spiraling to a point to where I couldn't, I was trying to navigate through like everyday things, like life and running a business and being a mom and being a wife and then on top of that you have to start putting that layer on being a black mother married to a black man having black children and so this week was rough i think it was rough for a lot of people um and throughout the whole thing the scariest thing to me was seeing all of this and then realizing my kids are going to have to grow up. Like, they are growing up in this time. Like, us as an adult, we know how to take a step back. We know how to, okay, I need to put the phone down, stay off Facebook, Instagram for a couple days, regroup, and then get back into it. I don't think our kids understand how to shift that mindset. Mm-hmm. So, have you been on social media this week and seen a lot of things? Um, I haven't really been on social media this week, but the weeks before, yeah, I, like when this all started, I was looking through it, going through Twitter, and I just saw a lot of stuff. But, what, what stuff did you see? Well, there was some video of riots and then people trying to tweet positive stuff and mm-hmm. people arguing all in the comments of people's tweets. And so, how did that affect you? Well, it didn't really affect me because I know that when people were arguing stuff that it wasn't targeting, you know, me in general, but black black people overall. So I wasn't really hit by it since it wasn't just me getting target targeted. So you have you've learned to put up that space of like, okay, I can't take it personally this time. Yeah. So what do you mean when you say it was just talking about black people overall? What do you mean by that? That like that what, it was what, well, I don't know. It was just people talking about how, well, oh, yeah, it was people, like, talking about how they should have kept black people as slaves or that, you know, they're not as important or that, they, that they're not the main focus and that all lives matter. And then there's black people going like, well, this isn't time for all lives, you know. Not everybody's, not just uh, everybody's getting killed by cops, you know. You don't see that all over the internet. You see mostly black people getting killed, and people are talking about that's why we're seeing Black Lives Matter right now. Mm-hmm. So when you said it wasn't affecting black people, like do you, what do you mean by that? Are you saying like you didn't, you didn't care what they were saying, or you were like you know what they're saying wasn't true? Well, I knew what they were saying, but I know that like they weren't talking about me, but they were talking about every black person or but, a group of black people. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is. Those, those people that are spewing all that nasty hate on these social media sites and sending those little um, comments and everything, they're really directing it at the, glo- uh, at the, the global race, the whole African-American race, well, the African-American race, I should say, people who came over here as slaves. 
see us all as one type of person based on uh, all the um, negative energy they've created in order to portray us as bad people, as really lesser than humans, you know, three-fifths of a human, you know, to be exact in their eyes, you know, it was laws passed where black people weren't even actually considered complete, you know, human beings, and so so that gives them reason to treat us as such, as if we're just inferior, but then that's 100% not the case. talking about what we're talking about right now with the Black Lives Matter the Black the Black Lives Matter movement happened in two thousand it really started off as a hashtag, you know, back in 2012, 2013 or whatever when when, when Trayvon Martin was murdered. Remember when Mercy when uh, Zimmerman uh, killed Trayvon Martin, he was walking back home through a bag of skills, he was saying that he was, you know, trying to you know steal or whatever it was and he tried he tried to fight him and everything and killed him. Not really, but I remember the name, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, so that's kind of where the Black Lives Matter hashtag even started. But the confusion that happened with the Black Lives Matter is that, you know, a lot of people who feel like we're not really, that we are inferior, they, um, they want to say all lives matter because they don't want us, they don't want it to ever be a focus or an attention on human aspect of what a, a black life is really, what is important in a black life, what is important in a black human being, what's important in a young boy growing up, you know, to be somebody successful, because you know, that's just not what people really want, you know, so don't ever think that just because they're sending that to somebody that's talking in that chat and stuff, they're, they're sending that out, they're sending that hate to them, it's directed just to them, it's, it's, it's directed to our, our whole race, okay, and that's why mama kind of internalizes a lot of this stuff, because, you know, when they're saying stuff like that, it just really affects her, because even though it's not directly towards her, it's still directed towards her people, which means it is directed towards her, you get what I'm saying? So, when you, have you seen, like, videos of police brutality, and so, what video, which well, I saw the George Floyd video, and then I saw... You saw the full video? No, not the full video. I clicked off. But I did see, like, the, the worst part where the cop was sitting on his neck, or had his knees on his ne- neck and back. But other than that, there was really no other video. But there was another video where it was, like, kind of the opposite, where I guess these black... A bunch of black people, they saw this man, and then I guess the man thought they were going to ride a store or something. And so he came out and he stole a sword or some type of weapon. And I guess the black people thought that he was going to try to kill him. Or I, I think he was just trying to threaten him. But then they all started beating him up and just, it was all bad. And they ended up killing him because they were beating him up so bad. And he was just trying to defend his store. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the worst video I've seen. And there's, those are only two videos. So, when you, I don't like you saying these videos. Yeah. But... knows Trayvon Martin's name, he doesn't know the whole story, it's, we, Reese and I, we try to, and 
I'm going to try to say this without getting emotional. We try to shield our kids as much as possible. I know, you know, some people feel like you need to let them know these stories and stuff like that. And as he gets older, we'll have these more in-depth conversations. But as his mother, I feel like I have to make sure as much as I'm protecting my mental, I have to protect his 200 times more. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, he has to know these names. Yes, he has to know what happened. But it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to figure out that line of, do I tell him every detail of what happened? How Trayvon was literally just walked. Well, and then when Trayvon happened, RJ was six. Yeah, when Trayvon happened, he was too little. To, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a teenager now, so yeah. these conversations are becoming more and more frequently. But at the time, when you're, when you're a young kid, you just really are instilling in them that black is beautiful and that you are special. That uh, don't ever let anybody try to take your pride away from you. Yeah. But they don't need to have every detail of or, or why uh, the racism construct exists and everything. But now that he's of age, yeah. and obviously they don't get taught this in school, yeah. uh, racial constructs in America are something that has to be known in order for you to know how to navigate America. So yeah. that's why now is the time for us to start having those conversations. So, I just wanted to put that out there when I know people are going to ask, why doesn't he know what at six? Our, our main focus for our kids, we constantly tell them, we love you no matter what. Your black is beautiful. You are who you are, and that's amazing. Don't ever change. Um, don't ever try to seek the value of yourself and anybody else. Don't ever give someone so much power over you that you lose who you are. Um, so that's what we've instilled in RJ. RJ no, RJ's a pretty confident kid. <laughs> but um reel it in sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But to bring it back to what we're talking about, so when you saw these videos, how did it affect you? Specifically the George Floyd video. Well, when I saw the George Floyd video, uh what was going through my mind was, okay, why did this happen? How did it happen? Where where the, what's the background on this? Why is he doing this? And then after that, I was like, okay. After, yeah. And then after uh, people started talking about it, I was like, okay, this is this is a race thing. And so I was just like, okay, let me not watch this whole video because it, it's going to get worse. And, and then I just clicked off. And so since then, I've just been thinking about why it happened and why this all started. Well, after, after, you know, his passing, I was like, on, on all the rides and stuff, I was like, why, I was like, why is all this happening now, and why isn't, why didn't this all start earlier, why, uh, not earlier than later? You mean, like, why did the rioting start? Yeah, why, why is all this? start before? Oh, yeah, like, why like is all this? All the other killings and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. It is. And, um, what, I think this was... For me, I think the reason why it's more, more, uh, what do you say, backing behind this movement or about behind what has happened and behind the murder of George Floyd is because <laughs> the cameras mm -hmm. got to stay on it the whole mm -hmm. damn time. Mm -hmm. 
shadow of a doubt that mm-hmm. this man murdered this guy. That's that because if, if there's any any sliver of hope that oh yeah maybe he was just doing this maybe he was just doing that or maybe he's just a bad man trying to start something new for me you didn't see the whole story no you didn't get to sugarcoat that you didn't you didn't get to put no wool over your eyes at all you saw point A to point B you just followed the video just kept coming out they showed the video of the um, cam up on the pole and stuff from the store they showed him just being very cordial and stuff with everything that was happening. Then they showed, then they had a video and stuff showing him getting, you know, the car shaking and all that stuff. And so something was happening while this guy, this black man, was sitting in here handcuffed. Then they showed the picture, with, they showed the video with this guy on his neck for eight minutes and forty-four seconds, just sitting there with his hands in his pocket, just with this goofy smirk on his face, just like he knew what he was doing. And you know, I didn't get to see it. I didn't listen to all the audio either because my body, couldn't, my mind just couldn't take it at the time. But I heard that he was saying a lot of stuff about the I can't breathe and, you know, he's going to kill me and all that stuff. And then he just sat there and said, I know I don't want to get up. So it was just blatantly obvious this time. So cameras, camera phones, police cameras and everything are going to just put a lot of this racism on the, in the front light and forefront of everything that's going on. You can't not see it now because everybody has a camera now. And I think that, shoot, that was one of the best inventions for this this movement really is the fact that we have these cameras around where everybody has a camera, everybody has a video. So that's helped us out a lot because you can't, because everybody's, you know, just their subconscious thought, you know, if, if you're in self-preservation mode or if you're in a mode where you feel like you just can't be this way, you're speaking, speaking as if I was a Caucasian, you, even though you're saying, you, you, yeah, yeah, maybe he, maybe he was just trying to steal or maybe he was being, you know, a little abrasive to the cop and then the cop had reason to do that and everything. You're always going to try to find an excuse for mm-hmm. a black man being the bad guy because mm-hmm. that's just what's portrayed in media all the time. Right. And they couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't do that this time. And so now the people who were really waiting to see some true evidence, they saw the true evidence and so they wanted to be a part of the movement, uh, which is just great. I, I appreciate my, my, uh, my white brothers and stuff actually taking time to uh, come out and protest with us because of this. Uh, wish it was sooner, but sooner, still right on time you know and so to piggyback off what your daddy said not only was like it's undeniable now because before they were able to hide behind well we don't have all the evidence we don't know what happened but the fact that this guy blatantly has his hands in his pocket on this man's neck for an alleged crime a crime he hadn't even been convicted of and whether he was convicted of or not you don't have the right to take another man's life Mm -hmm. and so for forgery you write for, anything. You, mm-hmm. you, for anything, you don't have that right. And so not only that, they don't, they can't hide behind, we don't have enough information. I think now it's like we're not taking any excuses anymore. We're at a point to where, you know, it's, it's now or never. Like we're not, we're not, we, we don't have time to make you feel better. I'm talking about white people. It's not our responsibility to make sure you understand how hurt we are because you have all this evidence and all this history that you know is fact. You know, you know, a, a people are great when they try to erase the great things you've done. And I think a lot of what America has done is erase the history of black people. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another reason why it's now and it hasn't happened before. Um, so... Has that, how has that affected you 
and how you feel about being black. Do you think has this like made your confidence lower? Like how do you how does it feel? Well, seeing these and watching all of this and hearing about it hasn't hasn't changed me at all. You know, I st I'm still the same person. I don't think any differently, but or I do sometimes. I think. Tell me about yeah. This feels like a something in your everyday life. I know we've been out of school and stuff for a long time, but do you feel like a lot of things are adjusted for you because of the color of your skin? Is it like do you feel like some people do racist things to you at school because of the color of your skin? Do you change how you act in situations because of the color of your skin? No, when I'm not talking to anybody or anything, I don't change the way I act or how I talk or how I feel about certain things. I just be myself, you know, tell them how I see things and that I know how they see things differently or the same. And so... Do you guys ever have conversations about race in school? No. Never? Do you ever feel you're treated differently because of the... Not just by your teachers or by adults, but like your peers, when you go to school, people you see around, do you think they treat you differently because of the color of your skin? No, because everybody I hang out with, you know, white, Mexican, Asian, whatever, they all talk to black people the, like the same they would to anybody else of a different race, and they talk to me the exact same that they do to anybody, so. That's good, that's good. And we, we, we've had these conversations before, I mean, we just wanted to have this, you know, on the podcast just to get it a little bit out there, but, uh, you know, there have been racial threats and racial altercations that have happened at Ferry and at uh, the school we're going to Platt where there's sense to be alarmed because you know we thought this was more of a multicultural type of uh, school district mm -hmm. but something's still not quite right well tell them about what we just saw we, the recent one at Platt yeah so we'll bring up two the most recent one is the new principal at the high school that RJ is going to be attending um, he was trying to do, I don't know if it was like a get to know me or something. He would mm -hmm. and, get to know the students. Yeah, that get, to. Call, get to know the students. And so he did a Zoom call and everybody was invited. It, if you were in the district and you were going to be in the high school, since he was a new principal, everybody was invited. And we didn't attend this call. Um, I don't know why we didn't. Well, first of all, because we got three kids working from home and we were homeschool parents. But <laughs> we didn't attend this call. Um, and so... We got an email the next day, and then we saw on the news how, during the call, a bunch of racial slurs were yelled out at the principal. Um, they've identified who the people are. Um, they let us let us know they don't tolerate it. Um, that is not what they stand for and things like that. But I think the climate that we're in is a, people have so much more confidence to be racist. Right. And so... I think when you and I were growing up, I think we racism has always existed. This yeah. country was founded on racism, but I think people try to hide. I don't. I don't know if people try to hide it more or because we have more social media now. But I think now it's. Yeah, I think now it's it's just it's you everywhere we're going. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one of the most recent incidents. But then RJ also encountered an incident himself when he was in school, and so RJ, well, wait, tell about that incident and how it made you feel. Like, because you know your principal called us and told us at first your, your demeanor was 
shaking up. So yeah, we were um so we were like in the library at school and we have this whiteboard table over at the front kind of corner of the library by a couple windows and so we were just over there drawing, scribbling, you know, talking, having fun. Me and a few me and a couple of my friends. Uh and so we were just writing stuff and out of nowhere I didn't know what, I forgot what the word was, but um one of my friends did uh write a racial slur on the table and then I guess one of the ladies one of the ladies who works at the library mm -hmm. I guess she's well, her desk was like in the middle of the library, I guess she kinda saw us. Yeah. And so she reported to the uh principals and stuff. And then uh, they did invite us to the office, and they talked to us all. Well, they called us all separately up to the office to uh, talk about it. But um, after that, I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it. Um, you know, I knew he was just joking around. And then uh, at first, I started to think about it a little bit. But then I was like, Nah, he didn't like mean it. Like he, like he was like hating towards me or anything. So when your principal was asking you about it, you got emotional. Why did you get emotional? Well, because it was my first time encountering something like this, so I was like, I didn't know how to react to it. And so it was just my first instinct to, you know, get emotional and stuff and all shaken up about it. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I decided, you know, to calm down more and just to stop thinking about it and move on from it. So, when you... Like, I'm trying really hard to fight back to you. <laughs> because it's not because I just it 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 frustrates me that I and any black mother or black parent, we I why do I have to have this conversation with my son? You know what I'm saying? Like, my son did nothing. He's well behaved, he's respectful, he's honest, like he is a great but I have to have a conversation with my child about when you encounter this, this is what's going to happen. All because of the color of his skin that he had absolutely no control over. And like I said, RJ's a good kid. He gets nothing but raving reviews and love. Every person he encounters talks about how great of a kid he is. We've had teacher year after year tell us how amazing and smart he is. Yet, when he goes out, these police officers see a black kid and there are some that are thinking, okay, let me kill him. Simply because he's a black kid. No matter what he's doing in the community, no matter how amazing he is, no matter how many rave reviews he has, because he is black, he is targeted. And that, that frustrates me because why my kid? Why? And nobody ever answers these questions. I saw and I'm going to let you tell me how you feel. So I saw a post on Facebook, and it said, um, it was this white lady, and she was talking about, she said this, she was yelled at. I, and then it was a bunch of, she was like, I, I tried to do this, I was told that's not enough. I tried to do this, I was told that's too little. I said this, I, told, I was told I shouldn't have said that. I said this, I was told I should have said more. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. And so... I got irritated because I was like, while reading that, I was thinking to myself, you're making it about you. It's not about you. You're making it, I did this, I did that, I said this, I said that, and not once did she say, 
I went and asked a person of color this. And it's like you are trying to, I don't want to, like you're trying to control a situation that you shouldn't be trying to control. You know what I'm saying? You should be trying to help us figure out how to fix this mess. And instead, you're constantly worried about how, oh, I said this, but I got yelled at. Okay, but... You being yelled at doesn't equate to us having to have a conversation with our son about when you encounter a police officer, put your hands up, look him in his eye, and try your best not to look like you're trying to hurt him. Don't look threatening. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear people trying to make excuses like that, instead of, have you ever had anybody come ask you anything about being black? Like, have you ever had somebody who is not a person of color ask you about how things affect you as a black person? No, uh, no, that's never happened to me where I'm at school or any place. Nobody's asked me, um, what is it like being black? Is, do things happen differently? Or? What, everything that's going on, have any of your friends that are not people of color reached out to you and asked you about what you think about what's going on? No, nobody's like texted me or called me or anything about it. Yeah. Do you, um, think do you think they have they don't know how to approach you or do you just think that they honestly just know you know kind of how like you were saying oh it's not I don't believe what they're saying is true I know all black people aren't like that so I'm just not even going to worry about it do you think they think like that well I think that they're like oh yeah they don't know how to approach me and they also don't know they also don't know how to react to the situation that's going on so they don't know what to do right now so they're probably just, you know, worried or something. Okay. Um, I just, it's just weird having this whole conversation. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. It's just, it's, it's weird. Um, so how do you feel about being black? Are you confident in who you are as a black, a young black male? Yeah, I like being black. It's fun, you know, getting to see what it's like to not be, you know, your average, your, um, an average person. Because, you know, everybody started out, you know, not being black or anything. You know, it's just, you know, white people or not people that are not of color. Mm -hmm. And so it, it feels good to be different than most people. Mm -hmm. So. Do you like that? Yeah. 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 I do situations like or if you walk into a room or even in school because you know here there's a lot of white people that think in school when you walk into a room does that ever like do you ever feel like nervous or anything like that because you may be the only black kid in there no i don't feel nervous because in every of uh, every single one of my classes there's at least like one or two other black people in my class mm -hmm. so i'm uh, i don't feel like I'm the only one in there, so I don't feel nervous or scared or anything. If you are the only one, do you think you feel nervous or scared? Well, not really, because there's because there's multiple races in my school, so I wouldn't be the only person of color in there. But if I was, and it was just me and everybody that wasn't of color, I would be a little nervous, but eventually I'd start to get over it. So what do you, what do you, 
What do you want people, like of everything that's going on, what do you take away? What do you hope people take away from everything that's going on right now? Well, you be honest. well, so far, what I'm taking away is that some people are only seeing the negative side of us black people, and that they're only seeing the bad things that we do and the negative stereotypes, and they're just making, and they're just taking and thinking about it, and then they're just stereotyping it to all, all black people, and saying that, oh, all black people are bad, they commit crimes, and that they're just, they just don't like police officers and so it just it just it does make me mad sometimes when I do hear people or see people saying that on social media and then well what also well I'm also taking away is that you know there are some good people of color not of color out there that do think that not all black people are bad and that you know most of us are good and that we are nice and we're not terrible people and there's more to us than just the, what they're seeing. Yeah. And that's what I hope people take away is uh, that we're not all terrible people. And that they shouldn't be looking at us differently because our skin may be a different tone or texture or whatever. So, and that we're not different from them. So. I think that that's happening, son. I think that, uh, sorry guys, I've been running around chasing bad little kids. No, not kids. Charlie. <laughs> uh, man, I missed pieces of this conversation, but I think that uh, in the light of things, I think that things are changing. I mean, I just, just being around RJ and going to his schools and stuff like that and meeting a lot of the people at the schools, I think that this racism construct is, is fading away. I mean, don't get me wrong, we got, you know, a long, long way to go. Saying that looking at his school and comparing it to like how school was when we were younger, I think that things are slowly changing as far as the mindset of some of these young young kids stuck around here. And uh, everybody's gonna start realizing that this racism has just really been built in order to build America. And uh, categorizing people by color is a false and stupid way in order to classify people um, and yeah it worked in order to get you know as many people out here to build these you know build these um, factories and pick this cotton and everything like that it worked back in the day but you know my white friends you don't need that no more we all we all can prosper and survive here in America without you know this racism construct so if we can go ahead and break this down and everybody can realize that Racism wasn't wasn't a, a, something that was been around for our enti- uh, the entire life of human race. It's it's only been around for four hundred years. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess five hundred years if you think about the, the creation and everything of it. So uh, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this together. So as, as far as when people start realizing that we're all one, we're all the same. You know, we're all in the same playing field. We're all the same people. We're not three fifths human. We're not inferior any way, form, or fashion, then things are going to go a lot smoother. You get, you get ahead on, you know, what's in your head, the skills that you have bringing to the table, not just because your skin is a little different. Um, yeah, so we just want to close it by letting people know 
and making sure that you know you are having those conversations with your kids, with kids that understand. I don't want us and I don't want to instill fear in my kids, but I do want them to know that right. there are things going on because of the color of their skin that could affect them. Right. Um, so yeah, we had RJ on here so we could one we could have that dialogue with him. Like people know it's okay to have the dialogue, and then so us as his parents can also listen and know, you know, what he's feeling. Um, and like RJ said, we love being black, so <laughs> wouldn't change it for the world. But um, just have those conversations. Um, make sure our kids know they are loved and supported, and you know we we'll get through this together as a people. All right, love y'all, and until next time.